It's another fine day at Camp Dynasty. I am Counselor Austin, joined by Counselor Colin, and it is Combine Week at Camp Dynasty, Colin. It's Combine Week. We get to see a bunch of guys run around, no pads, no helmets, no football. No. All right. There's some footballs, you know, you throw it around, catch some balls, go through the gauntlet drills, but, you know, maybe... uh, We'll, we'll 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 see how each of us feel about uh, how how much the combine matters. Well, right, okay. It is the underwear Olympics. That's <laughs> fine. That's what it is. But this is Camp Dynasty's first combine, first combine week. So I think it's right. important that I we sh- probably I shouldn't undercut it right as the well, start of the podcast. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like, I think we should define our views on the combine before we launch in because and i've said this several times i think along the journey uh but it's a part of the process it is i mean it's not the whole story right nobody goes to the combine and like becomes a top 10 draft pick you know if they were a fourth or fifth rounder before but it is a valuable part of the process. Now, smarter people than me, a.k.a. Dane Brugler, has a little bit of a, a, a claim about the a combine and that the medicals and the interviews are far more important than the actual testing. And that's true, but that's not the part that we get to see. <laughs> so we're worried about the testing numbers. Yeah, yeah. So uh, testing in the combine, got the 40-yard dash, Vertical, broad jump, three cone, shuttle, bench press, uh, forty yard dash. I'll just I'm just gonna lay out what I don't care about. Uh, right. Like there's certain things that are important within them, but in general, it's like you look at this one metric. Uh, I could care kind of less. So forty yard dash, in general, forty times. They're all out of a track stance. It's all about what, how good is your get off out of your track stance? How do you move the hand coming up to make sure you don't trigger the time and then the laser and whatever? And you got to have your head down to start and then you lift it up 10 yards in to make sure that you get optimal. So you, if you train for that, you'll have a better 40. It doesn't mean you're faster on a football field. Uh, and then vertical and broad jump vertical i like broad jump i care less about i don't really care how far forward you can jump out of a standstill it does measure some type of explosiveness but i feel like vertical captures it a little better the rest of them have their places yeah i mean that's and it that's the thing i mean it we're here to understand better what we've seen on film that's what it's about like if I've seen a player that on film looks fast and explosive, then he better be fast and explosive at Indy, or I'm going to be like, what the hell's going on? I mean, it's not the be-all, end-all, like you said. I mean, there are cheat codes to this stuff. The track stars are going to perform well in the 40-yard dash, and there's a few of them this year that are already expected to run some ridiculous times. Of course those guys are going to have advantages, but – at the end of the day, it's all part of painting the picture of the player. 
the the entire evaluation i mean three cone you're talking you know agility numbers for some of these guys are more important than the long speed because if your game is short area quickness then that's what we better see some good numbers in so that's kind of how i approach it i mean i'm just looking to see who's doing what i expect them to do based on the film i've seen and who surprised me if somebody pops off with a number that I wasn't expecting, then you better believe I'm going to go back and make sure that the film is reflective of that. Yeah, 100%. I, I think it's a lot about who can surprise me, who's going to kind of outdo what I expect. Because, you, like you said, you have certain expectations about these players based on what you've seen on tape. Um, we don't really watch tape kind of stream film these days you can't really call it tape or film <laughs> having a little bit of a, I, the crisis of faith here it, you know it's it's just one of those things you know it survives the test of time back yeah. when they're popping in the vhs tapes from the college whatever video booth yeah so you know you you crush the tape and then you come to the combine and you're like well i know that uh let's say Devon A chains fast. Who would have thought? Who would honestly. Have thought? And then you get to the forty and runs a four two one and breaks the combine record and it's like, oh yeah. Devon A chains well, fast. He is. <laughs> He's the fastest man alive. All right. So with all of that said, what are we here to do today with the campers and what we have been looking forward to? I mean, we've been dropping all sorts of, you know oh, this guy's going to test off the charts or just wait for the combine. This guy's going to light it up. Well, now it's time. So we have each identified two players from each position group, not including quarterback, but we are going to talk about the quarterbacks. Each position gets one combine winner. This is the player that we expect to win the combine, essentially, uh, put up the ridiculous numbers, get all the buzz coming out of Indy, whether it was, you know, assumed to be that way or not. And then one player we're just really interested to see. This could be, you know, a guy that we just really like and we want to see what their numbers are, or maybe there's question marks in a certain area and we want to, you know, figure out what the answer to those questions are. So we're going to be running through quite a few names. This will be a really nice kind of, you know, precursor to what is to come post combine which is almost an entirely separate part of draft season stuff gets very very real with only you know under two months to go until the nfl draft so um this will kind of give us a chance to you know maybe touch base on some players we haven't talked about in a while or guys that have kind of shifted in our rankings since we did 2.0 so with all of that said colin let's jump into it Let's do it. Um, quarterbacks. Let's start with the quarterbacks. We're not doing a whole, you know, because there's not there's not much here. You know, the quarterbacks, it's not really about the numbers so much. Um, but there's a few big stories this year, and I want to make sure we touch on these. First of all, your guy, Colin, Anthony Richardson, is going to be a full participant in all of the indie activities. He will be doing all the testing. He will be throwing. He's not afraid to show what he's got. Yeah, I, I just wanted to put out there that Anthony Richardson has moved up to my my quarterback one spot. 
Oh, I, I, damn. I, I'll release the take here. <laughs> uh, I have been kind of – I've dug deeper on the quarterbacks to see – where I think they should be ranked because they're all so they're all really good and they're all so different that it's it's yep. hard to like properly rank them. So, uh, yeah, Richardson is going to be at the combine. He is moving up the list as odds-on favorite to be the number one pick in the draft. Uh, I think teams are falling in love with the traits and the uh, the talent he's already shown in the pocket as a you know a, a mobile quarterback and then what he can do evading pressure in the pocket and then making throws off platform and they're falling in love with those traits and are ready to take a chance on him and word on the street is he's going to be coming in around 240 and might run sub 44 which will break uh, all the things It'll break my brain I tell you what so I'm excited to see him kind of show out in in the combine in general. I mean, I don't. He's not. Gonna, I don't think he'll run sub four four. But man, if he's in the four fours at all, yeah. I yeah. think word on the street was coming from his agent. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, usually <laughs> it is. Just like everybody's gonna run in the four threes. Yeah, but um, but yeah, the point stands. I mean, he. I I expect him to run in the four fours, possibly even the low four fours. So that is, I mean. We know the kind of athlete that he is. That's not in question. But the fact that he's willing to put the numbers up and not, you know, because a lot of these guys, when it's assumed something is the case, they won't do it because they're not going to risk, you know, changing the opinion uh, off of a bad run or something. But Anthony's not afraid to do that. And I think that's great for him because I think there is this wave of momentum. And it's, it's not, again, this happens every year right? The mock drafts have started that have Anthony Richardson going number one. Reminder, it's not teams. <laughs> like the NFL isn't doing this thing, this whole thing where they're like, yeah, maybe Anthony Richardson's really good now. Like this is narrative building. It's media driven. You have one guy that puts Anthony Richardson number one and suddenly everybody's like, all right, floodgates are open now. I'm not the first one to do it. And then you see this sort of thing happening and the Vegas odds shrink because you see a lot more of it in the drafts. It, take it with a grain of salt, but at the same time, I love it. We're here combine preview and we already got some ranking shakeups. Anthony Richardson atop your board. I love it. I love it. I mean, as a, as a fantasy quarterback in general, it's like, instant upside in the the rushing game and if there's a team that's willing to work with the the bad mechanics and fix those pretty ugly throws here and there where there's some pretty bad picks because he's throwing off a of bad basis then you could see a incredible you know mobile quarterback just like that for sure my quarterback one is still Bryce Young, but there are a lot of questions for Bryce Young this weekend. And obviously it's not make or break, right? We we all sort of have an idea of what it's going to look like for him. Um, but the number one thing he's, well, first of all, he's not throwing. So that's not a thing that's happening. So that means that his measurables are 
unquestionably front and center. Everybody for months and months and months has been waiting to find out what is Bryce Young going to weigh? <laughs> and we're finally going to find out. And we were kind of going back and forth on Twitter earlier today. Like he's going to be drinking hell of a lot of water, getting himself as close to 200 as he physically can. But man, if you asked me, I don't think he's going to get there. I think he'll be at best in the one nineties and uh, that's just what it is. Yeah. Cause Bryce Young is listed at six foot 194. Right. And we all saw the Mina Kimes picture. He's not six foot. I can tell you that. Uh, and it, it's said that he's probably around five, nine, five, ten, And he's definitely probably one eighty five. Like, and that's maybe generous. That might be generous. Yeah. Uh, so it, you can put on like 10 pounds of water weight max. And that's if you're chugging water. And I mean, that's what he'll be doing to, cause he wants to put a good weight on that scale. He wants a two in front of that number, but yeah, it'll be, I, I said on Twitter, I was like, yeah, we're, he's going to be hoping to get to two Oh five. And <laughs> I, I don't know if that's going to happen, but, uh, if he does anything like Zay flowers, you know, been putting in that work in the off season yeah. and put on 13 pounds of muscle, then we'll see. There you go. Well, how, how much does it matter to you? Okay, if if he's just putting on weight for the combine, I don't really like. Who cares? I'd rather right. see him like. What's special about Bryce Young is the like mobility and the quick twitch and like the, the how light he is on his feet and how he can get in and out of break like not breaks but like get in and out of the pocket and shift around. So I don't think like him being having a two in front of his weight is going to matter. If, if he gets up to there at some point in his career, that'd be nice because durability is really important and having like a thick frame helps. That's why quarterbacks aren't this small. Like we just don't see quarterbacks this small. He's an extraordinary outlier, but I, I mean, if he's just putting it on for the combine, like if I see that he's 200 pounds, like you, you can see right through it. You can see that he's not really putting on the weight. But if he works his way and you can see he's getting bigger physically, I think that's a lot more important than what he puts on the scale in Indianapolis. Yeah, it's it's one of those things, man, where everybody's been waiting for so long to find out. It, it it's not going to mean anything at the end of the day. Like you, you're gonna like this isn't his playing weight at least not today and probably not in his rookie year. So, I mean, it matters, but it doesn't. Anybody who's ranking him as QB one already knows that he's small. <laughs> like yeah. that's not a surprise. So you take it for what it is. And I mean, the, the number will be the number and that's what people will run with. And that's what we'll talk about for the next two months. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. He's, you know, well, he's there. Why, to, are we, why aren't we talking about the hand size? Well, it, <laughs> I don't he's, want to talk he's about just, the hand He's size. just a little guy, you know? <laughs> Kenny Pickett did the whole narrative around Kenny Pickett for like four months was his hand size. I mean, that's you, that's every year. It's just I, I, I ignore it at this point. I mean, it's the hand size is not eh, – I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, hold the ball, man. Hold the ball. I know. I know. Uh, last thing. CJ Stroud will be throwing. So 
you get the Stroud full performance as well. I mean, obviously he's not the athlete that Richardson is. We're not expecting him to put up any ridiculous testing numbers, but throwing will be nice to see. I mean, it's good to see that he w- is willing to to put that out there and we'll get to see what he looks like compared to some of these other guys in the class. So that I think is important as well. Yeah, I think he'll – uh, surprise people a little bit in the 40 because he didn't run at all and like you, you just didn't really get to see it on display but I feel like he's got a little more juice than people expect uh, but I mean he's he's going to show off his best asset and that's the arm so it'll be nice to see him you know slinging the rock around to wide open receivers in shorts <laughs> <laughs> At least he's doing it, man. No, no, you're right. I, he's not soft like Bryce Young. We'll say that. Amen. Is he my QB1 now because well, of this? Maybe. Idea. I don't know. Um, all right. Let's jump into it. So, disclaimer before we get started. I'm going to go first. Running back, my combine winner. I'm not here to, I'm not here to shock the world, people. I'm here to be right. And I'm picking Devon A-Chain. So this is not a surprise. This will be the combine winner at running back. I mean, it's a fact. He is going to run a ridiculous 40 time. That It's going to happen. It will be in the four twos. It might be in the low four twos. So we already know this, but when the number hits, when the number is behind his name, Suddenly it gets very, very real. And you'll have many, many people that, you know, haven't been following along with this class since last July that see the number and think, holy crap, man, this guy, who is this? And we've been talking about that literally since the fall, Colin, that Devon A. Chain's moment would be uh, at, at the Combine. And we're it's going to happen this week. Yeah, so... Low four twos, you said we would be looking at uh, four two four is the fastest forty time ever by a running back, and that was Chris Johnson. And then uh, recently in twenty fourteen, we had Dree Archer run a four two six. But uh, I would I would lean a little closer to uh, Chris Johnson in terms of who Devon Achain is because he isn't quite Dree Archer. Dree Archer was like five eight one seventy. And Devon Achain got has a little more, little more beef on him than that. Not 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 a big guy, but yeah, Achain is. I mean, he's he's really fucking fast. That's all. <laughs> this is what I really got for you. He's. We talked about how he was a track guy, and he developed into a complete running back, taking over the backfield after Spiller left. And I mean, as the season went on, he was a dominant running back, and he's going to come in, and he's going to be the track guy that he was and show off and be, you know, the flash and the glitz and the glamour. We're not here to get cute. Devon A. Chain is going to win the combine probably out of anybody. When we did running back rankings 2.0, A. Chain was my number five running back. I said the only reason he was at number five is because of his size. That's another thing we're going to be watching. What does he come in at? He's listed 185. If he is close to 200 pounds or even, you know, breaching that 190 mark it's you know that's that's going to be important for him i think and i've already he's already my rb4 
Like I'm, I'm up. He's my RB four. He's, he's just too talented. He's too talented. The testing's going to be off the charts. We just need to get the size figured out, and that's the only thing in his way at this point. Yeah, I said on the on the running back episode that if he's two hundred pounds, it solves all my problems about him, and I think yep. that's true. So if he is a, a real two hundred pounds, and that's his playing weight, and that's what he's like going in the league with, and he can take some some real hits down to down, I'm I'm going to be you know a little higher on a chain than I am now. Who is your running back combine winner? All right, so since we did this draft style and I couldn't have A-Chain, even though he's the obvious running back pick, I went with the other guy that's probably going to have a really low 40 time, and that's Jameer Gibbs. Uh, I mean, there's not a ton to say about him. He's right now probably the consensus RB2 in the class in terms of fantasy and the NFL because he has a ton of tools. He's really shifty. He's explosive. He's fast. Also, I mean, the short area quickness is incredible. So he'll do the the receiving drills too, probably, and look really good in those. So, uh, yeah, Jameer Gibbs, he's going to be great, and he's going to pop off. But, I mean, there's not a lot of room for rising draft stock for Gibbs because he's not going to, like, become the RB1, but he could move up some team sports. Yeah, no, I, I I like this pick a lot because I think this is where he solidifies that he is RB2. I think that's what happens here because he's going to test off the charts. I mean, the agility scores should be exceptional. The the 40-yard time will be great. I mean, he is, he is an athletic freak in his own right, and I think this is where he really cements himself as that next guy up in the class. Name that I am interested to see in the running back department again probably not any surprise but it's zach charbonnet i mean this is the big one right this is the big one this is our both of our rb3 in the class last time i checked and the biggest questions about charbonnet are athleticism that's what it has always been the tape is phenomenal in 2022 Let's see what the numbers look like. Now, again, Colin, back to what we talked about at the start, it's not everything. Like, if he runs a 4-5, I'm not going to be, like, slamming the panic button and, like, moving him down the board. Like, I think anything around 4-5, whether it's, you know, 4-4-9 or 4-5-1, 4-5-2 even, that's fine for me with, with the game that he has with the type of runner that he is, that's fine. So it's not make or break, but it is really interesting what we're going to see with Charbonnet. Yeah, like you said, I think right around that 4-5 or five number is about right. And I'd, I, it's just he's a really good player. And if he yep. tests well athletically, it, it won't be, like, surprising. It's not like, oh, wow, yeah. Charbonnet is a, a great athlete. It's just going to be a little bit of a boost to, like, what we expect to see. So I, I if he tests well, it'll make me feel a lot better about having him as my RB3. But, I yeah, I, I don't see it being super off the charts, but he could definitely jump up. And that's kind of what that's, you know, that's the other side of the combine, right? Like we, during the season, we're like, you know, he's not Devon A. Chain. He's not Jameer Gibbs, but 
he's a he's a good athlete. And I think this is where if he puts up some maybe better than expected numbers, then you're like, okay, yep, he is. No doubt. A good athlete. There it is. He's RB3. And that's, you know, locks it in. Yeah, so. it kind of contextualizes it in like a vacuum. When you just yeah. get to see the numbers on the page, it's like, yep. okay, well, how does he compare to not just the guys that I'm watching game in and game out, Bijan, Jameer Gibbs, Devon A. Chain, that – you know in their own rights are super incredible athletes but how does he compare in general to the nfl before we get to yours just want to say nick chubb 452 there it is hey he beats a lot of people i tell you what just saying uh all right give me your most interesting running back uh, most interesting for me is Roshan Johnson, running back out of Texas. Uh, I, I just feel like he's really good. And I don't know if a ton of people have seen him play. Uh, the Senior Bowl was going to be kind of a moment for him, and then he had the injury that knocked him out, the wrist injury. And so hopefully he gets a kind of a chance to shine here in – the combine because like we said with Charbonnet it's like a vacuum you get to see what this guy can do on his own independent of all the other variables that he was dealing with in college and everything else so now it's not going to be Bijan's backup now it's just going to be Roshan Johnson at the combine yep I love it I mean it, he this was a guy who's watching real closely in the senior bowl week and like you said unfortunate situation there but I think he could put himself right back on the map this week. He's, I mean, he's a great, great athlete. So he should, uh, he should test well. And I think he's going to kind of cement himself in that, you know, third or whatever you want to call it uh, tier. Another one backs. of these interesting running backs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. So obviously there are many, many more running backs we could talk about the, one of the deepest classes I can remember. There will be plenty of running backs to be watching this weekend in Indy, but we have many other positions to get to. So we got to move on to wide receiver, another position where we could probably spend an entire hour long episode talking about what we expect from receivers at the combine, but give me your combine winner from this loaded group. All right, I got Zay Flowers, and that's mostly because he's already winning the hearts of the you know NFL Dynasty Twitter. Uh, whether it's like his his tape clips that are going around with his route running, or the most recent development of uh, the the shirtless picture that he posted, where he's up to 183 pounds, he added what like 13 pounds of muscle uh, since the season ended. So. I think he's already starting to win the combine and all he has to do is, uh, you know, finish out this, this weekend. He's doing everything he can do to erase the, the doubts that we have, which are size related. I mean, a lot of folks, man, a lot of folks are already really buying into him being a top two, three receiver in the class. Uh, he's still my wide receiver five. Nothing has changed for me since our wide receiver rankings episode, but I, I really like the player and he will test exceptionally well. I mean, the agility drills, he should light them on fire. The 40 will be blazing. I mean, 
He is an incredible athlete. And yeah, like you said, I mean, we'll see what the weight comes in at, at for real this week, but um, seems like he's been, he's been grinding. He's yep. been grinding in the gym. My combine winner for the wide receiver position. Again, it's no surprise here. It's Quentin Johnston. Now, this is one where I'm, I, I, I don't know. Like we, we all know that Quentin Johnston is going to test off the charts, right? Like we've been talking about this, the problems is problems. The right word. I feel like I always make this a negative conversation about Quentin Johnson <laughs> these days. I just have a lot of concerns with him that aren't related to his size or his athleticism as opposed to some of these other players where it's pretty much all about their size. <laughs> so it's just a different conversation, but in terms of testing, yes, he will be phenomenal. He will be phenomenal. He's going to run a ridiculous 40 time for being a six, five player. It's going to be phenomenal. I mean, there he's going to somehow, right. We, we talk about him not being a great high pointer, not a great, I still don't think he's a great contested catch guy, though a lot of folks will tell you that he is. A lot of people telling you that he's a great contested catch player. He's going to jump well. He will. He just doesn't use it well in a game. But he has the explosive athleticism and the traits that he's going to – his vertical will be good. His broad jump will be good. He's going to check all the boxes. It's just that it doesn't show up on tape, and that's what's so weird. Listen, we're talking about the combine. All right, if you want to go hear all our thoughts on Quentin Johnson, you can go back to the wide receiver yeah. rankings episode. Yep. I think he's going to win also the combine because he's going to run a fast 40. He's going to have a high vertical. He's going to have a high broad jump. All that being said, he has eight contested catches on 23 targets, which is good for 34%. So I, that, that'll that leave him with that. We'll leave it at that. Most interesting uh, this one, again, we're not getting cute. I just double-checked to make sure that he's participating in the combine since he's had the hamstring injury lingering. He's in. Jackson Smith and Jigba. We got to see this guy. I mean, in general, just see him out and have him remind people who he is. I think he can be one of the biggest risers if he tests well athletically. Because a lot of people, that's their only question about him. Is like, ah, he's not a burner. Ah, he's not very athletic. You know, this, that, and the other thing. And, uh, okay, uh, athletic can mean a lot of things. I just right. want to I wanna put that <laughs> out there. Uh, like, Nikola Jokic is very athletic. <laughs> I, I'm going to just yeah. go that way. Because, you know, people see him and they're like, oh, We've yeah. We've been this... seeing a lot of cross-sport comps this year, so hey, just hey. saying. Uh, so, uh, Luka Doncic is very athletic. You look at the guys and it's like, oh, yeah, they're slow. They, they go through. They... But they, those are athletic people. You don't have to be a burner to be athletic. And Jackson is athletic in just about every department besides speed. And I, I don't think he's slow. Like, I, I think this, this narrative has built to a point where it's like, yeah, Jackson is a slow guy, but I, I just feel like he's going to run a lot faster than people think. My bold take, my bold prediction for the combine is that JSN blows it out of the water. Yeah. it's yeah, He's not going to run a 4-3. 
No. But he he is going to test better than he has been given credit for. That's my hot take because I'm sorry. You can put on the film and you will see a player that has great lateral agility that has burst. There are plenty of instances from 2021 where he is, you know, getting yards after the catch, running away from people. I mean, he doesn't need to be four, three, five to be athletic. He will test. Well, I am convinced of it. I think the agility drills are an area where he will shine. And I think you're going to come out of this. I mean, a lot of folks will say, you know, Quentin Johnson, he's going to win the combine. He's going to put up all the numbers and he's going to become wide receiver one. Why can't JSN do the same damn thing? Clear yeah. up the only question mark and cement it wide receiver one. There are so many successful wide receivers that play a different style than, than Jackson plays that have ran four fives and yeah. you know, mid four fives like Debo Samuel is like a four, five, six player, I think. And Jackson it, like as a separation player, uh, man, I, I just feel like the field speed is, is a lot better than people are going to give him credit for. And when he puts up whatever number he does, I think it's going to be uh, surprising to some people. Is Debo Samuel good? Uh, maybe not. Maybe he, <laughs> maybe he's bad. You know, he plays two positions. He can't even figure out one, uh, Okay, just wanted to check. <laughs> My most interesting wide receiver for the combine is Cedric Tillman. And there's two reasons for this. Number one, I love Cedric Tillman. I I watched a little bit more tape recently trying to dive into this incredibly deep wide receiver group. Cedric Tillman is my wide receiver six right now. And I think he's going to test really well. I think this is one of those names, and there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them in this loaded wide receiver class, loaded in terms of names. There's a lot of players that have notability, and there's a lot of different preferences of, of amongst like 6 to 12. I think Cedric Tillman is getting a little bit left behind in this class, and I think – you see a guy that's, you know, six, three and, you know, bigger X type of a mold of a player here that we've talked about it. This class needs, he's the guy and he is athletic. You see him separating down the field time and time again. I think he's going to run really well. And I think that's going to kind of light some eyes up and be like, wait a minute, who's this guy? Who's the six, three guy that's running a four, four, eight. Like, why aren't we talking about him? I think that's what you come away with with Cedric Tillman this week. Yeah, the other Tennessee wide receiver, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. He lives it, in the shadow of right. Jalen Hyatt. Because, I mean, you, you look at his – he, he kind of was beat up most of this year. Uh, he only played six games. And in two of those games, he had 18-plus targets. He's, I mean, a, a monster receiver that – can absolutely raise draft stock and yeah i i'd like to see i wish i wish he had been in the jalen hyatt role and been able to be wide <laughs> open every play but i guess they got to give it to the other guy 
Man, they did what they could. If, <laughs> hey, if, if he'd have played a full season, though, yeah, I think you'd it'd be different. It'd be different. I mean, Jalen Hyatt won the freaking Blitnikoff. You know, exactly. like I mean that they they were cooking, and Tillman was like you said, he's getting a he's a target funnel for the games that he played. I mean, they trusted him, and yeah, I think he's just he's getting a little bit left behind. But let's see if this week can change that. Yeah, I just want to mention he he had a thousand yards in 2021 yep and he had 417 yards in six games in 2022 at being beat up so i think there's a lot to look for in tillman tight ends another interesting group a lot of players here i've you know i've heard some things uh i forget what the exact number is but like guys saying you know we're gonna have like eight tight ends draft in the top 50 or something i'm like whoa uh but but it's good it's good and my combine winner for tight ends is luke musgrave easy because it's a common theme right we're gonna see these senior bowl players and there's a few more on the list here that'll be coming up senior bowl players that ride the wave you know we get this the momentum starts in mobile guys look great down there they get to the combine they test really well suddenly there's a lot of momentum behind their name and luke musgrave needed it i mean we've talked about it many times already injured in 2022 didn't have a chance to put it on film well he's doing what he can in the off season and senior bowl big check mark good job Get to the combine, test like we all know you will, and you, he will cement himself among the best tight ends in the in the class. Yeah, he opened a lot of eyes with the senior bowl stuff, so I think he's just going to continue to do that. I think he's going to rise up boards like crazy. There's, there's people talking about him as their uh, fantasy tight end one because he's, I mean, he's got all of the athletic tools, and that's what's going to be on display at the combine. I think that is... He's definitely the tight end that's going to win the day. I mean, 6'6", 250, and he can run like he does is going to be pretty fun to watch. Your combine winner, I think he might have a good day, a good week as well. Yeah, so I got uh, Darnell Washington, the 6'7", 270-pound tight end out of Georgia. And, I mean, you look at a person that's built to dominate the combine, it's uh, agile – power forward that's going to come in and you know shred up Eh, kind of a small forward nowadays maybe even a shooting guard the the league is just getting huge (laughs) victor Wenbinyama is going to be seven five coming in come in for your basketball takes you know the nba crossovers are electric this week you you know post post all-star break is when i really lock into basketball so uh anyway uh 40 yard dash vertical jump broad jump bench press I mean, Jesus, Darnell Washington might just take the top off uh, Lucas Oil Stadium. Yeah, I'm interested to see his speed metrics, his explosive metrics. I think, you know, we had some question marks about his role at the NFL level, which is why from a fantasy perspective, we were both a little bit lower on him um, than what his NFL prospectus might be. But, uh, I mean, we'll see. I mean, he might be one of these dudes that just, runs a ridiculous time for his size and has some really good athletic scores that you get that RAS page popping up and it's all yeah. green. And suddenly you're like, Oh, wait a minute. Maybe there's something more here we can build off of, but um, 
yeah, I expect them to have a big week as well. Um, player that I'm really interested to see in the tight end group, Sam Laporta. I mean, we, we both liked him a lot. Tight ends number three for us uh, fantasy wise. And I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of confirmation in that that can happen this week. I mean, we see some good numbers out of Laporta. You see a guy with this level of route running from a tight end and you put some really nice athletic scores behind that. Suddenly it's like, yeah, all right, we're, we're locked and loaded here uh, from a guy who will certainly be a day two pick in the NFL. Yeah, definitely. This is, I, I was definitely interested in Laporta to see what the size comes in at because uh, we mentioned on the tight end pod that it's like uh, 6'4", 250. If he's any smaller than that, you have no. to worry. And so if they if they juice those numbers like we're talking about with Bryce Young, then that that's when I start to worry a little bit about his uh, – is he a tight end? Is you know Are we looking at a big slot guy that just played at Iowa – and is you know working as a tight end so i i'm really interested to see that and i think he's going to test great i mean he's he's very agile he's very light on his feet so those agility drills will do him well and yeah so that i'm most interested to see if he's smaller than he's listed yeah that's a great point that's a great point um next player colin most interested Yes. Also, pretty much the same thing with Dalton Kincaid because Dalton Kincaid is our tight end one, and he's listed six four two forty. So basically, the same as Laporta. He looks bigger than Laporta. He's I, lankier. Yeah. So I think he's going to have long arms. I think he's going to have big hands. I think he's going to. Yeah. And I, I feel like he's probably a true six four two forty. But if he comes in a little bigger than that, I wouldn't hate it. You know. But right. Uh, I. I don't know. I don't really care a ton about the testing with Kincaid. It's it's more about like how with with all of these tight ends really. It's like how big are you really? Like I, these teams lie on the sheets. I I remember in uh, in high school we got to put our own uh, height and weight in just whatever we wanted, and I I like put myself in at like six seven. You know, <laughs> I, I'm six four. Like I'm not short. I'm six four, but like. Six seven was a pretty big exaggeration, and the year before me, I like all of the guys were like six six and up, and so yeah. you know they'd get Nobody's announced under six feet, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you know they'd get announced and be like six seven senior out of Green Bay West, and it's like it sounds Everybody's a lot looking like, like uh, and then you know he runs out there and he's like six one. So we'll see how much these schools are juicing up these people's numbers. Yeah, I, for me, Kincaid, I mean, the size, like you said, I mean, yeah, he's a little bit smaller. He's certainly not Michael Mayer, right? But I'm not so worried about the size with him. I think one thing I'm really interested to see with Kincaid is can he lock it in? Can he bring it home? Because we had him at tight end one in the class, and that's becoming kind of – a real thing in the NFL circles as well in terms of, you know, media projections. We're starting to see a lot of Dalton Kincaid now as the first tight end off the board because of that receiving skill set that we were so attracted to and what led us to have him for fantasy purposes as our tight end one. So 
I think if he puts up some nice scores this week and looks like the player I think he's going to look like, he might just lock that in. I agree. Lock it in. So IDPs, Colin, we we're breaking it out, man. I want to talk about IDPs this week because we, you know, we've been keeping them in the show. We've been keeping our, our, you know, keeping the pulse check on these guys, but we're going to break it out. D line linebacker and DB. So starting with D line, give me your combine winner. Yeah. So we've been neglecting IDP a little bit these last couple weeks. So we're bringing them in. We're breaking them out. We're locking them down and uh, introducing a name here. Lucas Van S out of Iowa. He's a edge player. And this man, we have some undersized edges at the top of our class and we'll, we'll talk about them later on. we'll talk about the top one that, that we both love is a little undersized. Lucas Van Ness is anything but that. He's listed 6'5", 270. So this is a big guy that can push people around. Now, I don't know if he's that good. That, that that's I'll, I'll put that out there. I, I, I mean, the tape isn't inspiring, but I think he's going to dominate the combine. I think he's going to be this big athletic freak that people are going to be like, oh, is this the next – tj watt and it's like no he's from the midwest and he's white and he's big but i don't think he's going to be tj watt but i think there might be a team or two that talks themselves into it after they see the combine yeah i mean anybody who follows along with mock drafts you're very familiar with this name he's routinely getting drafted anywhere from 8 to 14 these days it seems like i watched him before idp episode didn't love him but I don't think that's a surprise. I don't think that's what he is. And I think, you know, the draft community, the media folks that put out these mock drafts are pretty transparent. Like, yeah, I mean, he's, he's an athlete where it's a projection thing. And this is one of the moments that people point to as a combine Lucas Van Ness should dominate in Indianapolis. And maybe that, you know, causes a few folks to go back and make sure, you know, what are we seeing here and what can we expect this player to grow into? So um, definitely a guy with, you know, expected to get top 15 capital. We got to pay attention to him for an IDP purpose. 100%. My combine winner, Miles Murphy. Uh, we, we I think you could go back to our very first IDP episode last summer and we we're both talking about Miles Murphy, and I think we both said, "Hey, <laughs> this guy's gonna light up the combine." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we we made it. We made it all the way here. So, I, it's gonna happen. I mean, whether or not you love the tape from this year, whether or not you love the player, the fact of the matter is that this is a massive man that is going to test exceptionally well. So what will you do with that? And more specifically, what is the NFL going to do with that? Because it's been a very common thing. It's almost getting cliche at this point that Miles Murphy and Trayvon Walker have some overlap in their game and their profiles. So we saw what happened to Trayvon Walker in the wake of the combine last year. I don't expect that to happen with Miles Murphy, but I do think that he can solidify himself amongst the the top you know edge rushers in the class and be that sort of top 10 pick that 
Uh, I have expected him to be all along. I know some folks are, you know, souring on him a little bit because the tape wasn't that great this year. Uh, but I still think he's going to go top 10 in the NFL because he's going to test too well. Yeah, it, I mean, at the end of the day, the game is about the 11 athletes on the field that are playing against the other 11 athletes on the field, and Miles Murphy can absolutely be one of the best athletes in football. So I, I definitely expect him to test well, and at his size, I mean, there's going to be a lot of things he can do that other people his size couldn't dream of doing. So. Miles Murphy will definitely put the stars in the eyes of a GM and make them draft them probably top 10, top 15. And yeah, I mean, 6'5, 275 is, uh, man, they can't teach that. The explosive numbers are going to be, yeah, they're going to be crazy with this guy. Um, most interested, Colin, here's a new name alert. Yeah, Nolan Smith, uh, the edge out of Georgia is man he's been getting a lot of he's been also his value has been inflated and this is the type of guy that is built for the combine i mean 6'3 235 and he's got bend this is like he's gonna go in the combine he's gonna light up the 40 light up the three cone he's probably gonna have a good vert and broad jump because this guy is explosive probably gonna have a good shuttle and then it's gonna be like oh well here's another edge out of georgia that's just gonna fly up the the board and then the packers are gonna take them at like 16 so <laughs> yeah here we are it's gonna happen i mean i i was really excited to watch nolan smith this year i mean you watched georgia last year uh 2021 i mean you you're familiar with this player um undersized i mean that's that's the name of the game here he's 235 uh former you know the the, the pedigree the athletic pe background with this guy is off the charts former number one overall recruit he was made for indy the tape's inconsistent he's kind of in this cluster of edge players that is anywhere from mid first to mid second he's going to test his way into that first round draft slot that he's been getting in mock drafts I don't know how to feel about him yet in terms of IDP, but what I can tell you is he's going to have an incredible week this week. And I think that alone will put him right in Green Bay Packers range at 15. <laughs> so get ready yeah. for that. Uh, fun. Um, most interesting for me is Will Anderson because of the size. I mean, there aren't any questions with Will. Let me get that straight. Like, I'm not worried about the size. I'm not worried about anything, honestly. This is the number two player in the class for me from an NFL perspective. I'm just curious. What it, What is he going to come in at? Is he going to come in around 250? Or is he going to come in around 240? And we're going to have to have these conversations for two months about, you know, uh, well, he's kind of small. Tyree Wilson is a better build, so... I mean, I saw a mock draft this week that had Tyree Wilson above Will Anderson, and I nearly chucked my phone. <laughs> yeah, I I saw Tyree's not going to be doing the drills because of a nagging injury, and Will Anderson is. So maybe this is the opportunity for Will Anderson to, like you said, just silence all of the outside criticism and just go and test off the charts for all this stuff. And I don't – like, 
man, this 240 versus 250 thing, I'm going to lose my mind. Like, right. it's, who it's cares? Dumb. It's like, dumb. I don't give a shit. He could be 235 if he can do the things he can do. Like, yeah. man, I yeah, I don't I don't understand the the questions there because if you watch what he can do, it, it why do I care about the 10 pounds? Well, one thing that's going to make it really dumb, like it, the speed and agility scores, explosiveness, all of that, it's going to be phenomenal. And we expect that. But you know what else is going to be really, really great? If he's benching. Yeah. I mean, it's not, you know, bench is stupid. But at the end of the day, when we want to point to strength, we point to the bench because that's what we have. And if he's benching, he's going to show that he's a strong player. And if he's 240, it doesn't matter because you show what he shows on tape in terms of strength at that size. And it honestly makes his game that much more impressive. So I'm not worried about it at all. I'm honestly just curious and I want to put it to bed. Seriously. And I think the bench press is one of the things that's not a scam. You know, I feel like that's just like straight up upper body strength. You know, the the guys are in the gym putting together and they got to push big guys out of their way. (laughs) I think that's important. They do. (laughs) They, They sure do linebackers my winner trenton simpson easy yeah look it cut and dry he's gonna dominate he's gonna dominate the combine i mean we know this that's why he was my lb1 and my idp3 uh and idp rankings 2.0 i mean he's the most most athletic one of the class we we know his background as you know playing a little bit in the secondary in 2021 now he moves more into that full off ball linebacker role this year and he thrived and he's going to test well um you know the strength is still a question mark but when we talk about speed and explosiveness there will be no doubt coming out of indy and i i expect him to kind of grab the bull by the horns and for teams to fall in love with the athlete that he is yeah i think the combine is going to be his kind of stage to set himself up as the linebacker one in the nfl's eyes where he just flies through all these drills and passes them all with flying colors and you know all the athleticism scores all the speed score all that stuff is is going to be through the roof for simpson i think he is a just a freak freak athlete especially among the top names in the linebacker group where it's a not really anybody of this ilk it's it's a lot of bigger guys a lot of slower guys a lot of more uh, quote-unquote traditional linebackers but simpson is this you know new hybrid safety linebacker where he can really fly so and a guy that we're not going to talk about but who kind of fits the same bill in a little bit of ways is DeMarvion Overshown. Yeah. So I think he has an opportunity too to kind of make his mark on this thing as well. But uh, give me your combine winner at linebacker. Yeah, so I got Drew Sanders up next. And I don't know if you want to put him in linebacker, put him in, in edge, you know. We'll see what the the – NFL thinks of him, but as of now, he's a off-ball linebacker, so slotted him in here. I mean, he's 6'5", he's 230, he can play off-ball, he can play on-ball. 
I just think that this is kind of built for him to have a very nice week because he can do a lot of different things. Yeah, I agree. I think I think he will test well, and I think you know the questions about his role. You know, maybe we 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 don't answer that today, but I don't think we have to because I think if the guy is a good enough athlete, which I think he will be, then it doesn't matter because a team will find ways to use him effectively because he has a very versatile skill set. So, uh, most interesting for me is Jack Campbell because this was your linebacker two in the class. And I went back and watched him like my linebacker one. He was your linebacker. He was my IDP two. IDP two. That's what it was. Even higher than I thought. So I went back and watched him after that, obviously, because I wanted to figure out, am I missing something here? And I, (laughs) I didn't know. So here's the, (laughs) here's the reason why I picked him as most interesting, because I think it's really weird. Like what you said about his coverage skills and his like lateral mobility it's true. I mean, he moves well laterally for a player who's six five and two fifty or whatever he is. He does move well laterally. So, in that sense, I'm interested to see what it looks like. You know, what do what does he look like in the drills? What do some of those you know testing numbers look like? One area that I do think he will struggle, and it's it's not the biggest. You know, this isn't the make or break point for a linebacker in a lot of cases, but I don't think he's going to run a fast 40. I don't think he's a good straight line athlete. Does it hurt him at times? Sure. But I think, you know, he can he can kind of make his mark with with some of the other facets of the combine. And yeah, I mean, the coverage skills are undeniable. He's he's an incredible cover linebacker. I'd like to see him be a little bit better as a, you know, as a tackler. He can hit you like a Mack truck man, but there's just times where it it just doesn't quite line up. But again, I will reevaluate. This is one of those players that really for me it's like what does he come in at? What does he test at? All of those things and that sort of helps me conceptualize what this player really is. Yeah, he's not very athletic like it's he's not like one of the guys that it's like oh man he just pops off the screen you know he's screaming around he can really change direction it's it's not really like that especially when he's in run defense but when he's in pass defense it just seems like he like floats around and i don't understand where the disconnect is so hopefully they like tell him he's in a mid zone (laughs) <laughs> when he before he goes into the combine so he's a little lighter on his feet and yeah but you're totally right spot on with pretty much all of what you said that the 40 is going to be a struggle i don't know if he's going to do great in the three cone i think he'll do fine in the shuttle but like yeah the what really matters is like it does he look a little faster than we expect and uh, i hope he does because i like him a lot like i just feel like he's going to see a lot of time just playing linebacker. So I, I'd like yep. to see him test well and be a little more athletic than we're expecting him to be. How about your most interesting linebacker? Yeah, so Ivan Pace. He's, man, such a – just an interesting player in general. He's <laughs> he's undersized. 
he played in the senior bowl and he kind of, you know, stoked the fire a little bit. And man, six foot two thirty five. It's a small guy, but he doesn't show it a ton. And he he flies and he gets downhill and he, you know, beats guys to spots. He blows up plays. And he can play on the line. I mean, I feel like if I if Trenton Simpson and Drew Sanders weren't our winners, I feel like Pace would probably have been my winner. I almost want to swap him and Drew Sanders out because I feel like there's so many things that Pace does well that he can he can really pop off here and raise the draft stock. Yeah, um, and honestly, man, I mean, it's no surprise. We've talked about it a lot. I just how much can he compensate for the size? That's the questions with him. And I think this is another one of those guys where talk about riding a wave coming out of the senior bowl. He's riding the wave. You know, we got, we got eyes on Ivan pace. I mean, obviously we've been watching him for a while. One of the most productive players in college football this year comes to the senior bowl. Looks really impressive. Now, comes to the combine you test really well which i think he's going to i think he's going to test really really well then where do you sit with the size concerns can you can you overlook that if you have a guy that's just winning at all phases i mean college football postseason you know the testing portion i mean he's just going to win everywhere he goes how can you ignore that just because he's six foot 230 you know, whatever. Like, so yeah, I I'm excited to watch him this week. He he's got to get on one of those inversion tables, the ones that like you lay on and it flips <laughs> you upside down. Yeah. So it, it stretches out his back a little bit, and he's like six <laughs> one, and then drink a ton of water, and he'll be like two forty. And at six one two forty is a little more powerful than six foot two thirty five. There it is. All right, one more position group to go, and this is one. Camp Dynasty has not touched on pretty much at all, and that's why I'm excited to talk about them. They are the redheaded stepchildren of IDPs. That is the DBs because you never quite know what to do with them come draft time, and I think there's some really fun guys this year. I do. So um, your winner, Colin. Yeah, so – Starting out, I've got Brian Branch. He's a freaky athlete uh, out of Alabama safety. He's six foot, 190-ish. And, I mean, he just kind of flies around. He's a plays some slot corner, plays some box safety. Uh, I mean, kind of lines up all over the formation for Alabama, which is the kind of guy you want to see coming out in your db slot as a uh you know as a as a fantasy manager you want a guy that is in the box and has opportunities to make a bunch of tackles and i mean brian branch he didn't have like gaudy gaudy tackle stats but he i mean had plenty he had a couple double digit tackle games i mean there he just it's very instinctual and is a good tackler and that's all I really need and he reached I think 22 miles per hour in game speed uh in a pursuit so uh, I mean chalk that up in the you know if that can translate to the 40 at all that'd be pretty sweet and see him you know post a low 40 time some in the four threes 
low four fours will we'll be feeling pretty good. I mean, th- this is one of the this is one of the better players in the entire class. Yeah. Just in terms of the NFL, I mean, I I really really like his game. Very very versatile. Like you said, I mean, you can line him up kind of all over and trust him to do what he needs to do. Alabama did that, and and he did it. So. I think he's going to test really well. Like you said, I think he will be a winner in the sense that he will confirm that to go along with his, you know, instincts and his technique and his versatility, he's also an incredible athlete. And I, I there there will be no doubts. I mean, he's at this point, he's not my DB1, but it's it's neck and neck. And if you wanted to sit here and argue with me, I I'd probably cave. I mean, he is an incredible incredible tackler one of the one of the best tacklers i mean you'll find in the db spot i mean three percent missed tackle rate it's almost asinine when you look (laughs) at the 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 numbers like missed tackle percentage amongst the top tacklers top dbs it's all like you know oh oh wow eight that's pretty low oh okay 12 yeah not three Three percent. Brian Branch, great tackler, playmaker, Sugar Bowl. If you watched it, you saw him doing everything in that game, and so that is the mark of a great IDP asset at the DB spot. So, I like Brian Branch a lot. I think this will be a good week for him. Um, also, think it's going to be a good week for Sidney Brown, and this is one of those where you talk about riding a wave again. A lot of momentum for Sidney Brown coming out of the Senior Bowl. This is Chase Brown's brother. Uh, I mentioned when we talked about the Senior Bowl that these guys are just like ridiculously shredded. And Sidney looks the part, man, and he's going to test the part too. I think you're going to have a an exceptional week from him, an exceptional performance from him this week. Um, and, you know, he's not – He's not going to be my safety one. He's not going to be my safety two, but he'll be in the conversation for that sort of next tier of safeties in the class, guys that you're looking out for in the you know fourth round of your drafts or maybe even UDFAs in some cases, depending on how deep the league is. But, um, yeah, I think he's a, he's a really good player tackling. Yeah, he could, he could clean it up a little bit. He could clean it up, but he has the athletic profile and the instincts to be a really, really good player. Uh, and I think he's going to show it this week. Yeah, 100%. Uh, you talk about uh, missed tackles here and there. I mean, he had 14 missed tackles on the year. And then Brian Branch on the very opposite side uh, had three all year. Yeah. Like you said, 3%. But, uh, I mean, Brown is has the like dog mentality where yeah. he wants to be like in the middle of every play. And he's like he's a playmaker too. He rakes at the ball, and so he he does a lot of things well. And then, like you said, he has like an incredible frame, and he's gonna be very, he's gonna do very well at the combine. So I think he's gonna be one of the one of the standouts out there. Definition of a heat-seeking missile. Yeah, that is Sidney Brown. And honestly, that's a little bit like the next guy we're gonna talk about, Colin. Give me your most interesting db yeah so i got antonio johnson which is one of the better safeties in the class in general as well he plays everywhere i mean he plays free safety he plays slot corner he plays box safety uh he uh, i mean man this is he's just a playmaker and i'm interested to see him because he's not the like 
hyper athlete that maybe Brian Branch and Sidney Brown are, but I think that he he can kind of move himself. I I don't know if he's the who the consensus number one DB is, but I or safety is, but I know I've seen his name atop the list, a few other people, but I think if if he puts together a good day, he can move himself towards that that number one safety position. Yeah, I mean, it's, I guess it depends what do you view Brian Branch as. Right. I mean, he's playing slot corner, but he's also playing safety. I think you expect him to kind of fill that sort of hybrid gap role. But Antonio Johnson is a versatile player in his own right. I mean, he can play all the positions. He can even – I mean, he comes off the edge. I think he is – a. this is my DB1 in the class right now for fantasy purposes. So – it's neck and neck, Brian Branch and Antonio Johnson. I just think Antonio Johnson, man, he is, like I said with Sidney Brown, he is a heat-seeking missile. And I think he's going to get lined up all over, and I think he's going to be in positions to make a lot of plays. I mean, good in coverage, you know, good as a blitzer, great tackler. I mean, I, I really, really like his game. And I'm excited to see him this week as well. And I, I agree with you. I think this week is his opportunity to kind of cement himself. He's kind of uh, seems like he's kind of a fringe first round NFL guy right now, but I think he can, he can really lock that in this week. Yeah. He, man, the, the way he comes downhill yeah. on plays is terrifying. And it, sometimes he'll go for like the hit, so right. <laughs> you can make like you know this the rounds on social media, and then that's where the the missed tackle numbers can start to jump up a little bit. But a lot of the times he makes the hit, and it makes the rounds on so or it should make the rounds on social media. So I think I, I've seen uh, Derwin James comps for Antonio Johnson. Mm-hmm. I think he has a lot of versatility. Uh, Derwin James is the best safety in football. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, every uh, – I'm uh, obviously I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, Antonio Johnson's that good. But I think he has a similar skill set as Derwin James in terms of he can cover, he can blitz, he can tackle. You know, he's very instinctual. He gets downhill. He has good speed, all that stuff. So I, I'm a big fan of Antonio Johnson, and uh, he's right atop my DB list as well. Him and Brian Branch are pretty close. Honestly, a lot of the things you just said about Antonio Johnson kind of apply to my next player. Uh, Most interested to see Jamie Robinson. I'm sticking with the theme of Senior Bowl DBs. Jamie Robinson had a a great week. A lot of clips, man. I mean, if you're following along with it, you saw him jamming guys at the line, being very, very physical with some of the best wide receivers down in Mobile this year. Uh, and you know, as a, as a safety, yeah, is he going to be playing press coverage all the time? Not really, but the point is you see that he is a gamer. He is a competitor that comes out on his tape as he he is a dog. He (laughs) is a dog. It comes out on his tape as well. I mean, he is a, he's a playmaker at the position as well. Uh, this is, you know, fun fact about him. If you watch Anthony Richardson film, the game against Florida State when he's Anthony's got the shot at the end of the game with 30 seconds left. Jamie Robinson is the player that comes off the edge and just annihilates him. And, and Richardson somehow gets a throwaway. But 
that is a kind of a testament to who this player is. I mean, they're blitzing him off the edge. He's extremely explosive, very, very good, uh, you know, covering ground, moving sideline to sideline. I expect him to test well, and I think he's going to be a guy that, you know, with these back-to-back solid performances again, he kind of confirms that he is uh, one of the best safeties in the class and a guy that is IDP relevant. Yeah, I think Jamie Robinson and Brian Branch are kind of of the same mold where they can both uh, kind of – they can attack and they can cover. You know, they're yep. – Jamie, he plays, again, three different positions. He is a, a versatile defender on this Florida State defense. It's a theme he, in this class. Yeah, it's a it, theme. just a ton of guys that can do a lot of different things, and it's not – because uh, you know you gotta try to figure out what works for them. It's because they're pretty good at all of them, you know. So Jamie, I mean, a certified playmaker, just all over the place. He played a lot of free safety. I think he played more free safety than anybody else that we've talked about, and he was really good at it. Like you said, he's really rangy and he can fly and he can cover ground and he has great pursuit. So. I, I really like uh, Jamie. He's a little a little smaller than the last two guys yep. that we talked about, but, man, it doesn't look like it matters a whole lot to him. He doesn't think he's smaller. No. No, <laughs> he does not. Well, there it is, man. The 2023 Combine. But if you thought I was going to let you get out of here without putting your money where your mouth is, you were wrong because I have a few – over unders to ask you right now how does that sound sounds incredible i i hope i can win some people some money i wouldn't i wouldn't bet on my bet so you may want to go opposite i haven't won a ton of money betting so <laughs> yeah no know. i don't i i got retired from sports betting <laughs> a long time ago but um all right well i'm gonna start with a couple of weights wait a couple of weights one weight I think maybe just one weight and then we'll do some forties. Cause that's the, that's the draw. Okay. Bryce young. One ninety five. Oh, okay. I think his goal has to be 200. I think that that's gotta be the number he's shooting for. I think he's going to get close. I think it might be, you know, one ninety seven, but I think it's going to be over one ninety five. Interesting. What do you think? I'm going to take the under. Take the under? I'm going to take the under. And I I'll eat my words, but it's I just I think he's I think he's coming up from a lot lighter than we think he is. I don't that 185 is not that it doesn't look real to me. I don't know so. what Nick Saban's going to be pumping into Bryce Young's bloodstream in the next 48 <laughs> hours or whatever. Uh but I think he could I think he can get up there. All right, so that's the big one, but let's take a look at some 40s. Anthony, and these are these are the, I did not set these lines, so don't these yell prize, at me. These are prize picks lines. Yeah, correct. So a few few fun ones here. Anthony Richardson, four four six. Okay, so this this is a tough one. Um, I have over. I think it'll be slightly over. But man, the four fours would be real nice for Richardson, no matter where he lands in it. I, if he goes under this, it would be because 
like I said, it, it sounds like he's going to be coming in around 240. And that's that's a lot of weight to be pushing 446. So I, I'd go over. I'd go slightly over, but I'd say over. Part of me is like, I, how can I doubt Anthony Richardson yeah. to do the impossible? But I think I agree with you. I think it has to be a little over that. Yeah. Like 448 feels right. Yeah. But. We'll see. Um, okay. Wide receivers. Some fun ones. Jalen Hyatt. Four, three, flat. Okay. Hyatt's an interesting one because he has a lot. He doesn't have a ton to gain from the combine, I don't think, because everybody knows he's fast. And, but I, I think, I mean, running the four twos is real hard, man. <laughs> like you, you saw Olave and all that last year. And it was like coming out. Oh, wow. Olave four, two, four. And then it was like, oh no, that was a mistake. You know, it's all in the four threes. And I, I don't yep. think Jalen Hyatt's a lot faster than Chris Olave and Olave was at four threes. So I'd say I got to go over on four, three. Yeah, man. I mean, he's not he's not a small guy either. Like no. this is a this is a bigger receiver that just happens to be incredibly fast. Like four three four would be like really fast. Oh, damn. <laughs> wow. So I I'd also say over on that. Um, Quentin Johnson, four four four. Man, I got so I got Johnson under on four four four. I think he's a, he could be high four threes i think he's hovering right around four four though and i think this is his calling card and he should be in the lab training with whatever speed doctor they have that teaches you how to get in and out of a track pose yeah i this is again it's like he's huge it's six four two oh five whatever he ends up coming in at i mean Four 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 would be ridiculous. I'm not saying he can't be ridiculous because I think he is, but I, I am cautious about it. I I set over for that one. Um, okay, this is a player we didn't talk about, which is why I want to do this one. Josh Downs, four three six. Man, that seems so high. <laughs> it, or so I mean, it's low, gotta be I over. guess. It's you gotta know? be over, man. Yeah. I mean, we that's one of the questions I have with Josh Downs. Is like yeah. I he's don't not think a burner. Ha- no. I don't understand. I, I, like, this is the one line out of all the ones that we've pulled. Like, I don't know if you were gonna do Zay Flowers. He's at four three seven as a line. And Zay Flowers seems way faster than Josh Downs, and Josh Downs at four three six, right? So that that feels like a smash over to me. Yeah, exactly. I I had the same thought process on that. So, uh, running back department, Jameer Gibbs. This is a hard one for me. Four three eight. Yeah. So, man, I I have over, but. I could be talked into the under and not like feel bad about it, but it's just like not a ton of running backs are, are under that number. Like I think Raheem Mostert ran a four, three, eight. So I I like, and he's the fastest straight line running back in the league. I think right not 
today, but you know, a couple of years ago he was. And so I, I just feel like four, three, eight is uh, man. It's, it's going to be real close. So these are, you know, the professionals set in line. So they should be close, but th- that's, that's a, a good one. Yeah. I like, for me, I don't, I don't consider taking the under on this. The problem is like, it almost feels right. Right. Where I'm like sort of hesitant. Like I feel like four, three, eight is kind of, well, honestly, that'd be a great time for him. Yeah. Maybe I'll take the over on that. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like that's best case scenario for him would be like high four threes. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, Bijan. Bijan Robinson. Four, five, flat. I mean, it's an interesting number because I feel like he's got he's going to be under. Like, I, I don't see a world where he's not in the four fours because, I mean, like, did you watch him? Like, it, right. the guy is not only really fast, but the the acceleration, the explosiveness is there. So that I feel like that saves him a couple hundredths of a second and gets him under that four or five. When you look at these other running back lines, I'm, like, shocked that they set Bijan yeah. at 4-5. Or me too. Because I feel like they were very generous with some of these. I mean, Charbonnet is at 4-4-6. Four, four, that's where like, I was going. He's, I'm sorry. Bijan's not slower than Zach Charbonnet. Like, no. that's not a thing. That's not the world that we live in. So, no. I'll take the under pretty easily on that one. Um, and then, obviously, the last one, the big one, Devon A-Chain. 4 Two nine. Yeah. Uh, so I I took the under on that, and like I said before, Chris Johnson has the highest, the fastest forty time for running back at, at four two four. John Ross has the fastest forty time at four two two. I think A Chain, as a competitive former track guy is shooting for those numbers. I think he's like he can break the record. I I think that's in the back of his mind somewhere. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows, you know, he's he wants that like I mean this this is the guy that ran what 10 I I don't have the number from me. I think it was like 10.1 in the in the 100 meter. I mean he's friggin' fast. And I mean, obviously we know that watching the tape and I, ex- I fully expect him to be under this. I think it's going to be four twos for sure. It's just a question of how low does he go? Yeah. Can we get a, can we get a new pot or a new, uh, combine record here? Let's see. That'd be pretty uh, sweet. I feel like every year there's a guy where it's like, this guy's going to break the record. And then, but I, if, 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 if anybody was going to do it, man, if anybody's going to do it. Was it Tyquan Thornton last year that like broke the record until the official times came the in? The official times, I think, yeah. A lot of those I mean, I meant last year was crazy. If we get times like that again, yeah. I feel like it's going to be <laughs> you're going to see some wicked ones on yeah, this one. Seriously. All right. So, that's a little fun way to end the discussion. I mean, this is this is a, a very fun time of the year. I mean, combine, lock in, dial in, man. It starts, coverage starts on Thursday, but the weekend is the big ticket stuff. We get wide receivers, running backs, quarterbacks, all that is happening during the weekend. So lock in there. 
Um, and yeah, man, I had a lot of fun talking about these guys, I, especially, you know, I breaking out the IDPs. We, we, they deserved a little bit of extra love and I'm glad we got to do that this week. Yeah, me too. I really like being able to dive into those guys cause they just don't get a lot of love, especially in the fantasy space. There's not a lot of IDP content out there in general. So it's nice to be able to break down each position group too, rather than just kind of lumping everybody into that idp umbrella so it was is fun to talk some dbs because there's a lot of very interesting very versatile guys that could be fantasy relevant but uh yeah i'm excited to to watch the the nfl combine on nfl network just so everybody knows yep plug it plug it maybe they'll maybe they'll contact us yeah probably not (laughs) (laughs) all right so uh, next week, obviously, we will come back and break it all down, talk about who lived up to the hype, who didn't, were our winners right, were they not. Um, so a lot to break down next week coming out of the combine. And, and like I said earlier, I mean, that really kickstarts a new phase of the process. It's sort of like the, uh, the last step in getting to the NFL draft post combine, you know, you get your NFL draft rankings solidified. Um, so we'll come back. We'll talk all about what happened. And then uh, from there, man, it's, it's, we'll get into some, like I've been saying, getting into some draft content. It's going to, it's going to turn up real quick. Uh, I'll tease it right now. I'll tease it right now. A couple weeks from now, we're going to be doing our first camp dynasty community mock draft we want to hear from everybody who's been listening um especially because you know we've been talking enough ourselves for the last uh what what is it now eight months or something i want to find out where you know i want to find out some different opinions here we know what we think about these campers we know what we think about this draft but let's hear some other perspectives so we'll bring in community mock draft in a couple weeks look forward to that Um, But in the meantime, tune in every single week, Camp Dynasty uh, weekly on Tuesdays, wherever you get your podcasts, leave us a review. Uh, Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Hit us up on Twitter at Camp underscore Dynasty and catch us on TikTok at Camp dot Dynasty. And with that, it's on to Indy, Colin. It's on to Indy. Tell me what you don't like. God damn it. Put it in the reviews. (laughs) Just please, God, roast my butt cheeks. I told you last week you get a free pass with the 2022 redraft. I felt I was kicking myself a little bit. Again, we left IDPs out of it. I was like, "Eh, maybe I should have took Aiden Hutchinson at 12 instead of Alec Pierce. But IDPs, man, they don't get any love. It's true. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for stopping by Camp Dynasty this week. See you next week.